Hello and welcome to the uh, Codec Call. It's a special edition. It's the E3 2016 edition where Matt and I are going to have a quick chat about what we think is going to be coming up at E3 this year. Yeah, definitely. As quick as we can actually manage as well so we can avoid any technical problems that have been hindering us starting. <laughs> I have half an hour of audio, which is just me going, I don't know what's causing that buzz. So let's crack on at pace. So first things first, we're going to do a quick update on Codec Momentum. Yeah, we had a load of entries for May and a winner. Um, and May is probably our most successful month that we've gone through so far. So in no particular order, in terms of people who finished, we had at Psalm 67 who managed to do Life is Strange and get that as a complete finisher. We have Sbarn82, who finished Fable 2. Got Northern Monkey, who did Life is Strange and Lego Movie the Game, both of which were finishers. We've got Square Freak, who did Minecraft Story Mode, that was also a finisher. We've got Fat Man John. Batman Scoop, Crooklyn Clan. Um, Lego Harry Potter Years 5 to 7, that was a finisher too. Nick Hulk did Pokken Tournament. Betafan 9 did Oddworld New and Tasty, got a finisher in on that. And I did Ratchet and Clank and got a finisher too. So loads of excellent games done last month. Brilliant work. And our winner was at Square Freak, who won a, well, equivalent of in dollars, whatever, £20 is, um, because he did a finisher on Minecraft. We missed one. Actually, we missed a code at Momentum. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed you off that list. Yes, because I did it. I finished. I've platinum Tanner Montana. You deserve a round of applause, and I'm sure everyone on Twitter will give you that round of applause. One, for actually managing to even get through the game, and two, for dealing with the absolutely shockingly bad hard drive of yours that lost all your video game footage. That was annoying. I actually quite enjoyed the game, though. It's quite good. Oh, you shouldn't admit that. <laughs> it was. It was all right. Played worse things. Well, Kills own shadow fall, leaps instantly to mind. It's still better than Hannah Montana. But anyway, you've given your copy away now. Yes, so, um, yeah, that's good. Right, okay, so we're done. So, um, should we talk about E3? Yeah, let's have a, let's have a guess at what's going to get talked about at E3 this year. Okay, so where do we begin? Shall we start with the hardware guys? And I reckon start with Microsoft. All right, makes sense. So, Microsoft... Um, We've heard rumours about a new console to end all consoles, more powerful, you know, there'll be only one, um, which we might get a glimpse of maybe a little bit. I'm not sure we'll see much of that, if yeah. I'm honest. I think I think they're going to hold their hand and see what PlayStation do with Neo. Yeah. Has it got a code name? Is it the Xbox McLeod? XE McBox face. <laughs> Uh, but the other thing that's rumored as well is the Xbox Slim, which I think we may see a bit more of. If they're gonna, I think if they're gonna push a console uh, at E3 this year, I think it's going to be the Xbox Slim. Yeah, because it I, is it is a monster that thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it will be iteration on current hardware rather than uh, a full unveil of some new stuff. Um, and on a software point of view, I think inevitably we're going to see a lot of Gears of War four. Um, I'm looking forward to some more gameplay or, or, or some decent gameplay from Crackdown 3. Mm. Um, and that's about it. Forza 6, Matt, which you had in your show notes, of course, was released last year. Yeah, probably, it, was, it was released Probably won't last see much year. of that. I, I think there might be something about the special edition car that they have, <laughs> something to do with the GT40 Le Mans car. 
but it's a Ford, so it'd be crap anyway. It's also it's also a car, isn't it? It's a it's a car for DLC. That's not big E three news. Well, you wait till we get to some of the other publishers. We might be saying something different about DLC. <laughs> So, so I don't mind on, if it's then. got substance. Don't get me wrong, but if they if they honestly go on stage and go, "We've got a new car for Forza Six, it's just that's the end, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, they have pulled the what was it, the Xbox TV DVR that they announced last September. That is now not going ahead. So they've got to fill that gap with something. The trouble, the trouble with the Xbox TV because I've got an Xbox and I could. You know, using the HDMI, um, plug in my Skybox, and then using Connect, you can uh, you can use your Connect as a remote, go through your TV, and then you can snap your your television program into the corner while you're playing a game. It's a brilliant idea, mm. but the HDMI pass through on the Xbox is active, so it'll only work when the console's on. So it's useless if you if you don't want to have the console on, you can't watch your skybox anymore. Yeah, that I mean that is a bit daft. It should be a passive. Yeah, really. totally. And I, if I'll be honest, if they fix that, if they if they decide with the slim, they're going to keep the Xbox TV idea um, and fix it so it's a so it's a passive HDMI pass through. Um, that would be really interesting. I think that would that would go more into you know they've pushed it as being the one box you need in your living room. And yet they've made such a glaring oversight as that. Yeah, well, they've, they've focused on the games aspect now. They have been saying that for a little while. Um, so if they do kind of put that thing in the slim, I'd be quite surprised. But that's not to say they won't. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if it came out completely, you know, that's how they made a bit of space. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Sony then. On to Microsoft's main competitor. Um, I think from a hardware point of view, they're definitely going to do tons with VR. We've we've got to build the hype for the release in October. They've absolutely got to. I mean, they they hammered Vita when it was coming out. Um, arguably, they that's Sony's thing. They they do a good pre-launch. They don't they don't keep the support after launch. That's always been their problem in my yeah. mind. Yeah, it it has been so. I think they've really they've got to hype the VR. They've got to make people more excited because I think since they did their big announcements, they've got to on make price, people buy it. Well, they did their announcements on price and release date, and then we've had the Oculus and the Vive come out, and both of those are probably fair to say maybe failed to really ignite people's interest. They're good units, and people are enjoying them, but still in a small market. Sony really need to push it they're, to make the money. They're they're expensive, and they need a decent spec PC to run them uh, as well you know especially the the vive um and that's going to put a lot of people off the, this has got the this has got the ability to capture i won't say the casual market but you know the more casual market than people who want to invest in a high spec pc just yeah. for playing the latest games yeah, they do and continuing with hardware i i think we're going to see the neo it's the worst kept secret they only have at the moment um, so I think they're going to yeah. have to do something about it and talk about it properly and actually really tell us what does it do and what is its point. Yeah, I I, I want more information on this because I'm still a bit cynical about it, if I'm I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, me too. From a game's point of view, I think Dreams is going to be their big focus, the new Media Molecule game. Um, we're already starting to see a little bit of footage emerge before E3 about it, but I think they're going to cover that. 
Gran Turismo Sport um, and particular talk around the fact that there'll be the mode in it that if you complete, you will actually have a racing license, a real-world racing license. So if they can tie really? that into all countries, that'd be quite impressive. So I think we're going to talk about that. Um, no Man's Sky, it's been pushed back to August. They're going to have to keep up the hype on that because there were a lot of disappointment. Um, I mean, completely no. wrongly, people were sending death threats to the studio because of the delay. Um, but Just bonker. I mean, when you when board. you consider when you consider the scope of everything, I'm not I'm not massively shocked. But also the um, the setbacks they had much earlier you know when the studio flooded and everything you, uh, we're lucky to be getting anything at all oh yeah yeah i mean i'm um, still I'm, i can wait two months I'm, I'm still thinking that's going to be my most anticipated game of this year uh, august puts it very close to the release of uh the vr as well so are we uh are we expecting them perhaps to um to come through and and try and use the popularity of that to push vr sales are we expecting an announcement on that i'm hoping so i'd really love that I think that would that would be the icing on the cake with No Man's Sky. And then I think the last thing from Sony, they're, they're going to talk about other stuff, but I think the, the main thing, um, I'm fully expecting either no mention at all of The Last Guardian or for some kind of mention that it's going to get delayed again. <laughs> it's like, we were joking. It's not really coming. <laughs> <laughs> right, next. <laughs> Conveniently, the NX. So Nintendo, so Nintendo have announced that the the only playable Wii U game they're taking to E3 is going to be Zelda, and this has basically sparked a bit of speculation that oh my god, what are Nintendo going to be bringing? Then it must all be for their new console they're going to announce, uh, or they're just going to bring a load of non-playable shovelware for the Wii U. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm half thinking that it is going to be just teasers for the NX. That there's going to be no real information they might bring a box with a picture of a microchip some some demo footage um but i think if you're not a hardcore nintendo fan you might not be at all impressed by their offering this year i could be completely wrong but it just feels like they're not they're not quite on the pace of things at the moment nintendo i I think it's going to be animal crossing and fire emblem you know i don't even know what those games are a joke. I've heard of them. I've never played them. Um, I think Animal Crossing's all right, actually. Quite don't mind a bit of that. That's okay. Oh no, I'd I'd be interested to see what they say. And in Venice, their press conferences are usually quite good. Reggie's entertaining. Um, so if he's doing to it be... again, it, it should be all right. But um, it just depends what they've got. And unless they, it's a full-on reveal and release date of the NX, I don't think they've got much. Yeah, to be. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> I've got a 3DS, uh, a new 3DS, but Nintendo's not really our thing, is it? So if there's somebody out there, Grizzly Creedon uh, springs instantly to mind. If yes. um, if he's out there and, and you've got a bit more, uh, what, what's the word I'm desperately groping for? Knowledge. Matthew? Perhaps a little bit more substance to your speculation than we've got on Nintendo front, then uh, get in touch with us, uh, drop, drop us a tweet or uh, drop us an email, and we will discuss it in the next full episode of the Codec Call, which will hopefully be recorded next week with when we luck. found out if we were on the money or miles off, which I, I suspect probably the latter. It, it, it might be. Well, we might know by the time <laughs> we record the Codec Call. We might know by the time this is edited and put out. You know what I'm like. <laughs> Don't joke. Right. Publishers then, and um, not intending to go alphabetically, but um, I'm going to start with Bethesda because I thought you were about to say I'm not intending to go alphabetically, but I'm going to start with Ubisoft. 
<laughs> kind of mild dyslexia joke. <laughs> No, no, we'll come to them. Um, but no, Beth- Bethesda. Um, I think they're going into a conference this year where everyone pretty much knows what they're going to announce. Um, because we have had the very strong rumours that the Skyrim remaster is going to come late November this year. Um, the we know full well that Dishonored Two is coming towards the latter end of this year. At the moment, I'll be honest, I can't remember if it's October or November, but that is coming out. There's been Wolfenstein: The New Order Two, which they've been talking about. And there was something else that's on the tip of my tongue, which I have just forgotten. Prey. That was it. Is it Prey, Prey 2? 2. Um, something in the Prey series. Because there's, there's these rumours of the new studio they're working with that may be arcane. Um, yes. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? So I think Bethesda's going to have a great conference because they've got lots of titles that everybody wants, but I don't think it's going to be any real surprises. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, it, it sounds interesting. It sounds like if, if we're going to get anything... Um, if we're going to get in anything interesting that we perhaps weren't expecting, it might come from there. That the the prey news. Yeah, but possibly. Um, I, I I want the Skyrim. Sorry, I, go on. I, I do as well. I mean, I was just going to say Bethesda's basically getting all my money this year. Um, there isn't anything that they're, they're putting out that I'm not interested in, which is which is great for a studio. Um, and they seem to be upping the content as well. I don't seem to remember them having so much on a release schedule as they do at the moment. No, and it's all it's all of good quality, you know. Um, I, I'll be honest, I I didn't have any concerns about Doom after having played Wolfenstein. No, no, and Doom maybe maybe at this midway point in the year is is my favourite game so far. Yeah, it's it's, it's a serious contender. Cause it's just it's just so enjoyable. It, <laughs> it is. really is so much fun. Um, I want Skyrim because I've never played it, never. Um, and it's it was something I consciously made a decision not to buy on PS3 because by the time I kind of thought about it, it was end of the life cycle, and I just thought I'm going to sink far too much time into this. So it, it passed me by, um, I, and I, I, I kind of regret that. I want to play it again. I want to start again and, uh, and take a little different approach with it, um, and I know I can do that on PS3 now, but if there's an option of a an upgraded graphics version and something that loads a little bit faster and doesn't have the memory pausing bugs that the PS3 had to begin with, which I, I lived through when I played with, but it'd be nice to do it again in a smoother environment. And the tease of mods being available for it like they are in Fallout 4. Oh god, that save that save bug on Skyrim on the PS3 was atrocious, wasn't it? I remember oh, that I, now. I remember reading about it at the time. Yeah, I, I never got hit with it where it corrupted everything. But I did have to spend an awful long time in frozen screens and other bits and pieces until they patched it. Let's move on from that. Let's okay. talk about, stop talking about the negative. Just be, before before we move on from Bethesda, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, we've seen Wolfenstein, we've seen Doom. Are they going to announce Quake?" I don't think so. I want them to. Don't get me wrong. I love Quake. It was my favourite of their first person shooters, and, and it was the first true three D first person shooter. Um. As in, you know, not clever trickery. It was actually rendered in 3D. Um, but I, I think it's too soon. I, I'm with you. I think it'll be a little while before we get that. I, I had loads of fun on Quake 2. We used to do four-player uh, split-screen multiplayer. It, it's brilliant. But I think we're a little while away from uh, getting that remastered. Who's next then? Should we do, should we do EA next? Because maybe wrongly, yeah, not, I don't think they've got a lot this year. Not actually on the floor, are they? That's the thing. What they've what they've done is they've done what Activision do, and they've said we're not actually going to attend E3. Um, 
but Activision normally just kind of tag along with with one of the developer or sorry with one of the the manufacturers and go oh well we'll just stick this on that console that'd be fine. Whereas EA are kind of they've they've done the full bender bending Rodriguez thing and they've said well you know we're going to have our own E3 uh, with blackjack and hookers actually screw the blackjack. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they've done. Um, so basically, E3 is a is a press event. It, it you know long and the short of it is is a press event. You you need press credentials to get in, or you have to apply in advance to to get in. And EA basically want to reach the mass market, so they're they're setting up their own public events outside. It's an interesting move, and I'd like to see how well it comes off. Um, it's all going to be the strength, I think, of if it's effectively open to everyone. It's what people can get their hands on and what they can play while they're there, what those impressions yeah. are like. And there are two big titles for sure. There's Battlefield 1, which we already know about, and then there's got to be more detail coming in about Titanfall 2. Yeah, now that, that'll be good. I'll um, Because I, I, I only ever played a tiny bit of Titanfall, and it was enjoyable. It wasn't... It wasn't completely blow me away but actually if they build upon that it, it's an interesting premise you know with the mechs and everything so it's it, it's completely the other way for me I couldn't care less <laughs> the mechs and the online only put me off the idea of the first Titanfall um, and the number of people I've spoken to who have had it and played it and, and got bored after a day or well I'm exaggerating probably a little bit more than a day but it, it it's something that just doesn't appeal. Whereas the Battlefield One, given how much time I put into Battlefield Four, I am intrigued, and I also would love to know how they're going to pull off this World War One simulation. Do, do you know? I was totally, I, I was just not interested in it at all because I was just, oh, World War One. I'm really, I'm just not into that. It's not my kind of thing. I'm so not bothered, and I I switched off from Battlefield One the day after it was announced. Um, and then I watched a bit of the video, and it looks amazing. And if they if they kind of keep the scope of the you know the aerial battles with the Red Baron and the what looked like the Mujahideen and uh, riding in on horseback, and it it looks like it could be absolutely brilliant. It has um, potential. That's the thing. You, you might think, oh well, World War One. It can't possibly compare dynamically to everything else that we've got at the moment. But I think it has potential because it's different. It will be a slightly different pace. It's how they manage that, um, and that I, I am I am genuinely interested in. It's a bold move. It's um, it's right up there with when Activision took, well, well it took the step with Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Except the multiplayer will be good, but <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So that's EA. Uh, and one other thing, and I'm I'm not too sure on this one, but possibly a tease about Battlefront Two. Um, if they don't tease Battlefront 2, I think they've got to I do think they've got to talk about something to do with Battlefront because I think they're losing player base at the moment. Um the the game is great, but I don't think it's keeping people. And I think the DLC is a little lackluster that's come. So I think there's got to be something mentioned to maintain that interest. What what do you think? What, what DLC do you think they could tease that would lure you back? I think that I think it's got to be something to do with the um with the well I'm going to say with the latest film with The Force Awakens, but the rumours are for Battlefront 2, which may well come next year in advance of release of the next film, 
that they will probably hold off on that. So in that case, they've got to do some really classic stuff. I, I love the idea of maybe a level set on the Death Star, a map set on the Death Star, or them possibly even patching in some form of single-player campaign, doing something just to reignite that interest until a new game comes out. I love the idea of some Jar Jar Binks DLC, where if you if you actually try and play it properly and aim at other players, then you'll do really badly. But if you just kind of bumble along, jumping and falling into holes and shooting at the floor, you somehow fluke a win. <laughs> Not just like a, a whack a Jar Jar mission. No, actually, I've changed my mind. I want that. <laughs> just just a, a DLC cantina where you can go in, and in the corner there's a whack a Jar Jar machine. Yeah. It is something like Brilliant. that. Brilliant. That'd be quite good. Just as, as the as the Jar Jars pop up, the ears just flop about. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah we'll have that. Yeah. Right. I'm half thinking, could I make one in one could I make one of those levels in Little Big Planet? On the Vita. Mm. Right. You you absolutely have to. Now, I, I'm I'm thinking, is there any way we could do it in Doom? <laughs> With a snap map. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's slightly distracting. Let's move on. Let's go to Ubisoft. Okay, uh, Ubisoft, I think we're going to see support for The Division. I think we're going to see Wildlands. I I think Wildlands is the thing that we need to, or that they need to focus on, because I think everybody's forgotten about it. We had that video last year. Well, we it was a... absolutely stunning. And then they've chucked something else out over the last couple of weeks. But I think they really so I was going to mention it. that. I was going to mention that, that Wildlands trailer that came out, and I'll be honest, it was a little bit underwhelming. After the after the absolutely brilliant trailer they put out a year ago, this this recent one was just a bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they need to do something to make us get interested in it and really get behind it. Um, you you mentioned the division, yeah. They have to do something to remind people the division's there. They've put so much money into it. Um, I think it's just crashing and burning at the moment. No, it's got a good player base. I Has think it? it's yeah. I'll trust you on that because I still didn't pick up a copy. Well, you know, you're not the only person in the world, Matthew. I hate to tell you. It feels like it sometimes. Well, we could only hope. Right. But um, I think realistically from Ubisoft, their big focus is going to be Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, they've got to do something with that, haven't they? Yeah. I, I, I think the the primary thing would be a massive, like, 20-foot-high video wall in their in their conference that just says... Don't worry, it's not Aiden Pierce. Yeah, you know they they've won over the support if they just put that up. Um, yeah, yeah, it it looks good from what I've watched so far. The trailer that they've released did you, is. Did you see the announce at five o'clock? I didn't watch it live, but I've watched the trailer since, um, and it is looking very nice. Um, but then this this is a Ubisoft game. Watch Dogs looked very nice. It did. It did. But I'm I'm just curious. I haven't seen enough of the gameplay to understand how is it going to be different? Is it going to be just more hackable things? Are they going to get rid of the shooting shooting mechanic? Um and that No, I don't I, I don't think being so. a hacker who just kills everybody. Maybe, but I, I think the thing we have to remember about the um the initial stuff they put out from Watch Dogs looked amazing and it didn't focus on the gunplay. No, that's very true. And we've got a trailer now that looks amazing and doesn't focus on any gunplay. We had a big we had a big talk about Watchdogs um, in in one of our podcasts with. Um, oh yeah, a review of it was a review of years' with, games, wasn't it? With Seven Roger and, it, and what we were talking about was uh, what 
what are we expecting? What do we want from it? I thought it'd be great if you could bring other like aerial transport into it. Because then you have the, you know, what if you're um what if you've got multiplayer and you're flying along chasing someone and all of a sudden all the lights go out, your cockpit goes dark because someone's hacked you. I mean that's a lovely idea. You end up flying you end up flying into a you know, a blacked out skyscraper. I want scope. I want more scope. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna hack the city, then I want more than just just changing lights and. Apparently, um, you can hack every vehicle in the game this time around. That's interesting. So every vehicle at any point. So you can cause pileups. Yeah, like, you can cause crashes. You can take control. Um, and that goes that for, be more for any vehicle, not just cars. Any vehicle at all. So that that could make was, it quite interesting. There was the bare bones of strategy there. If you if you wanted to take the time and play with it, and you could you could toy with people, it was it was good in that respect. But it just it got a bit samey and a bit repressive, and I I I just want more substance. Yeah, yeah. I think helped that. by the f- not helped by the fact that it just had the worst cognitive dissonance with Aiden Pierce. You know the the morally conflicted person who will murder anyone who gets in his path. Yeah. He's gone. It's not good. Oh, I'm so angsty. Oh, I really, really miss my niece. Oh my god, it was his nephew. His nephew, wasn't it? I really miss my nephew. Oh god, you die, you die, you die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate all the killing. This is so bad. Oh no, but you're gonna die. You're gonna die. And <laughs> no, you're all gonna die. Apparently, there is gonna be I'm a gonna non-lethal option. As well, this time around, you love a but, taser. Do you know that'd be that'd be really interesting, actually? If you could, if you could do the entire game without killing anyone through use of the hacking mechanics and through, um, you know, inventive, yeah, inventive I, I, use I, of that. You know, the one thing it could have really done with was being able to kill lights and create, you know, more than more than just a massive, you know, overloading a generator and creating a huge explosion. But if you could, if you could literally just take out the lights in a corridor, yeah, I think it could be interesting. Um, we'll have to see how they do with it. Um, shifting on from Watch Dogs, do you think we'll get a view of the next Assassin's Creed game? I mean, that got leaked last year that's going to be set in Egypt. Are they going to do that, or are they just going to give us a bit about the film? Because, you know, that's coming out later this year as well. I genuinely don't know. Um, part of me part of me says, I think, I think they may put something out because they don't want people to forget about it. You know, it's been a whole year since the last one. It's going to be a year until it comes back. Um, in in Ubisoft language, that's that's got to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, they you know? are going to have to tell but people think... about it. They're going to have to remind people that Watch Dogs is going in, is going in Assassin's Creed place. And I and I do wonder if we're going to see new. You know, is Watch Dogs three going to be the new Assassin's Creed seven? I don't know. You know, are we going on to a biannual release in this in this are, way? Are they going to join universes at some point, and effectively, we are going to get the game we were expecting all along that Watch Dogs yeah. that life as Assassin's Creed now? And all of a sudden, I've just had this thought: why why can't we integrate the um, the melee um, takedowns and in the 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 fighting system from Splinter Cell Blacklist into Watch Dogs? universe that would be awesome that would be really nice that would, anyway, that would sorry, be really nice. anyway let's yeah let's move on because otherwise we'll just talk about watchdogs for an hour 
I just wanted it to be so good, and it was enjoyable, but it just wasn't what it, it wasn't what I'd wanted. No, no, it wasn't. Right, who's next then? Telltale. Yeah, um, I thought not heard much from them in a while. Um, they've just finished Minecraft Story Mode. I think episode six came out. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Um, the only things I can think of that they may come to the table with is just info on the next Walking Dead installment and possibly the next Game of Thrones one as well. Both were left on cliffhangers after the last episodes and we haven't heard anything for a while. Any thoughts on what they might introduce as a as a new um I won't say new IP but as a, a new series, anything that's big at the moment that you'd think that would never work as a as a I, I don't story know game. Because they seem to be pretty good with stuff like that. Yeah, they, they just do manage to come out of the blue. Have they announced any like oh no there's Batman. There's a Batman game coming so there could be that. Um yeah they're doing a, a telltale series of Batman. So we'll probably get more on that, yeah, maybe rather than the the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. But I think we will be due new installments of those. Things. Walking Dead should be towards the back end of the year for the first episode. So it it'll be interesting to see what it does, uh, because they they not milking a formula quite. They, they it felt like they were for a couple of years, and then they seem to be diverging a little bit and um, managing to make still original IP. Um, if they're not at the conference, I'll probably be surprised because they are, whilst not the biggest studio in the world, um, a well-respected one, and I thought they would be there. Okay. Uh, who's next? I put, as I was preparing my, my notes, I put Take-Two in. Now, for the life of me, I can't remember whether Take-Two have ever announced or revealed or done anything about Grand Theft Auto at an E3 conference. I can't remember if they do them separately. So, if they're going to do anything, I think it'd be about potentially, it'd take to the publisher, aren't they? And then you've got Rockstar and the devs. Um, But it'd be possibly Red Dead Redemption 2. But if they do come up with anything on that, then will it come at E3? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, okay. I want my horse to be invincible because you're horrible in Red Dead Redemption. So that's what I demand from 2. That was just that was just Dobbin's own fault. But you'll you'll have to give your horse well, another name. I've already decided what it is. It's going to be Blue Jeans because that's oh, the name of, of my Blue horse Jeans, in Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Blue Blue Jeans will die. Hey, and on that right, <laughs> and on that cheery note. <laughs> um. So, uh, two K. Yes, two K. Anything from them? Um, I'm thinking Bioshock Collection because that thing leaked and then hidden, then leaked, then hidden again. Um, be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, and and for two K. The only other thing, ah, I was going to say, the only other things I can think about are sports sims. And then again, it pops into my head Mafia 3. Because Mafia 3 is due this year. Yeah, we'll so actually, that. I think we'll get quite a lot of Mafia 3. Hopefully, confirmation of a Bioshock collection. Um, and maybe. Mafia, Mafia 2 was actually quite good. I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't. Mafia 2. It was a little bit clunky and it was, it was perhaps could have done with a bit more polish. But actually, it was a pretty good game. I really enjoyed it. It was serviceable. It was a PS Plus game at one point, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was really entertaining. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see what Mafia 3 is going to offer us. It's looking nice so far, and it looks like it might be able to give a little bit of a different take on the whole um, Italian gangster story. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out what that's about. And then 2K is known for the sports game, so I imagine we'll have yearly iterations of NBA and NFL and hockey and whatever else that they do. It's NHL, isn't it? It's NHL and NBA they have the licenses for. Because EA tend to do the uh, Madden series for the football. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Next up, Deep Silver. Okay. And they do, they're doing quite a lot of Deep Silver at the moment. There's all sorts of stuff coming, but there was one that, it was a little note that dropped in my inbox at the beginning of this week, and they announced a new game called Agents of Mayhem. And it sounds like a natural progression from Saints Row 4, where your main characters were effectively superheroes. <laughs> And it's okay, that could be fun. Superheroes or at least superhero handlers in an open world, very much Agents of Shield. Um I had absolutely nothing about it when I put the notes together. That was pretty much it, just a, a small paragraph of press blurb. Put this together. Um and then we've actually had a trailer and some screenshots and a bit more info put through. So if you head to the website, you can actually watch the initial trailer, see a few screens. Um and it talks about it a bit more, but it, it's got a bit of potential there because the Saints Row games were always fun. And that's what Volition do um, with their games and obviously being published by Duke Silver. They just do fun. Okay, well, speaking about fun superhero games, uh, there's been a couple of rumours around for a while that we may see a Superman game in, in the style of the Batman games, the Arkham games that came from Rocksteady. Um, so what do you reckon Warner Brothers are going to bring to the party? Well, I'm hoping that, if I'm honest, um, because I love that idea. I think if there's anywhere that could make it work, or a style of game that could make a Superman game work, it would be that. I mean, super. the trouble with Superman is, well, number one, all the games about him that have ever been made have been shit. Um, and secondly, he, the, the trouble with him is he's impervious. It doesn't necessarily make for great gameplay. How do you how do you get around that without the, you know, the kryptonite Deus Ex Machina? Well, it's that's going to have to be how they do it, isn't it? There's, there's got to be some kind of um, enemy that can basically counteract your powers. They they manage it in other games, don't they? Okay. So that um, I mean, that's obviously that's potentially coming from Warner Brothers. Um, if there's an announcement on that, but what's leaked for them already is Injustice 2. So we are definitely right. getting another fighting game based on the DC characters. Um, I played Injustice, because I think that game is a PS Plus game at some point last year, and it wasn't bad. I think I may well have just outgrown fighting games. I'd, I'd never played it. It's not really. I've, I've never really been into fighting games full stop, so it wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. They always were good fun, but for me, they were always good fun when there were three, four, five of us in a room passing the pad round. Winner stays on. Yeah. On your own is not great. It's not that much fun. And online, it's still quite anonymous. And if you're hit by laggy internet connections or anything, it can just get a little bit frustrating. Um, so I'm, I'm probably not as interested in that as I maybe would have been 10 years ago. From Warner Brothers themselves, I genuinely can't think of anything else that they might might be publishing over the next year. Uh, more, uh, ooh, more Lego games. Yeah, well, we've got Lego Star Wars coming in June, so they might show that. Um, unless they've got anything special coming for Lego Dimensions that they haven't announced already. Um, I'm that's that's all I could think. I'm wondering with um with the big release of the summer, I'm I'm wondering if we might get a Lego Independence Day franchise. Well, it could be quite interesting. Just in the Dimensions pack. Hmm. Mind you, I'd have thought we'd have That's heard my... something about that by now. 
That's my wild speculation. I don't think it's. I don't think going to happen. But actually, it'd be pretty cool. Mm, yeah, yeah, that would be. That'd be a little bit different with that. I'm still holding out for Lego Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that that would be awesome. Actually. I would like that <laughs> to happen. But we'll we'll see. <laughs> uh, next, Square Enix. Deus Ex. It's got to be. It's got well. There's two. There's two, isn't there, really, with these guys? There's, there's Deus Ex, and we've actually had a raft of information come through today about that. Um, we've had details on the breach mode, which sounds like a little bit of a challenge mode, which could be interesting. Not too sure yet. Um, and Deus Ex Go. Oh. Oh, oh I've not Go. seen that. Oh. Yeah, so in the very well, That could be interesting, um, because the, um, the Hitman Go and the Lara Croft Go were very unique games even though it's it's literally just you know swiping a character um across a board game they both had a very distinct feel to how they played and the look so it'll be really interesting to see how they um they transcribe that to um Deus Ex the Deus Ex universe yeah yeah it's it's going to be really good um it's looking nice from the very short teaser that we've seen cuz what what both Hitman and and Lara Croft Go captured the essence of those games, and I think that will be really interesting for Deus Ex because yeah, it's kind of it's a game that you you choose how you play it. So are we going to see that choice come into it? That yeah, it's how they're going to tackle that freedom. And I did think that are you going to have the option to do stealth, um, non-violence, violence, um, knockouts, kills, all that yeah, that multiple choice that the games give you. How do they translate that into a mobile experience? And like you say, just do swiping a character around. But that that is really interesting. And again, it's it's info that's come out before the actual press event. So I just assume we're going to see more of it next week. That's that's going. Oh, I like that. Okay, so there's that. The other thing that's got to come up is um, the Final Fantasy VII remake, right? I think so. We've got the new game coming um, later this year, but the remake was the thing that sent everybody wild last year, and then there's been no info since. So I think it's going to be a little bit more about that, maybe number of episodes, possibly even the release date of the first episode. Okay, good stuff. So um, that's our rundown of what we think the various uh, publishers might bring to the party. Any wild speculation? I have two wild speculations, of which neither I expect to be correct, but I really hope one of them will be. The first one is that... EA will announce that the Star Wars game that they're working on with Visceral actually is the re-picked up Star Wars 1313, the bounty hunter game, and that Amy Hennig is writing the story. That would be great if that's true. Um, And and the other one is that Sony's big surprise is Kojima walking on stage and unveiling his new game. Do you know, I'd not even thought, because it's the first E3 he's been in their pocket, as it were, isn't it? Pretty much. And he's been so touring the world looking at visiting all the studios and um, we know we've had a, a, a logo for his studio, but I wonder if we'll get a logo and a name for his new game in association with Sony. Anyway, that, they're think, my if two I was, bits um, of total wild speculation. If I was uh, if I was Kevin what's his name? Butler. Kevin Butler. Oh I forgot about Kevin. If I was if I was Kevin Butler, VP of Marketing Coups at Sony, I, I'd definitely have Kojima out on stage. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of putting his face out there. But that's the only the only place I could see him turning up because he's definitely not turning up with Konami to unveil the latest Metal Gear Solid Pachinko machine. <laughs> Probably not. Um, 
Wild speculation. Have I got any wild speculation? I've not got a huge amount of wild speculation. I, and it mostly centers around Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, I would love them to announce another Splinter Cell game. They've been, you know, they've got a good, um, they've done a lot of work with the Tom Clancy series recently. Division Solid, Wildlands is looking interesting. It would be nice just to have a tease of something Splinter Cell and it would just be nice if right at the end you heard just a snippet of Michael Ironside's voice. Oh, don't, don't do that to me. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I could go. I could go with a bit of Splinter Cell with with the proper Sam Fisher. It would be awesome if they they just they just kept it really vague. You didn't know what it was. It was just almost like something moving through a shadow, and then at the end, all you hear is the noise. And even if he said, "Kept you waiting, huh?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just that would that would be amazing. Um, and the other thing I'd like from Ubisoft, and I don't think I'm going to get it, but you know, uh, let's go with the wild speculation: uh, a console release for the um, Hungry Shark World or Evolution, something like that. <laughs> you know what? I nearly downloaded Hungry Shark World the other day. It's all right. It is actually quite good fun. So um, yeah, I think. But yeah, that's it. I, my my wildest speculation, my wildest dream would be. Um, some kind of splinter cell tease. Oh well, excellent. Let's hope. Let's hope all our wild speculations come true. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, thirteen, thirteen being back on the slate would be amazing because it was looking really smart. It was. It was up until that cancellation. So we'll we'll see. Always, always puts the kibosh on things, doesn't it? Yeah, unfortunately. All right, so that's our wild speculation for E3. If you have any of your own, uh, let us know about it. Drop us a tweet at uh, at Codec Moments. And equally, if there's any predictions you have um, that you hear before the show starts or that you think about um, and you want to tweet us, just do the same. Um, yeah, and if you uh, if you ever listen to this and you you're then watching the E3 output and you uh, you want to comment please do because that'd be great and we'll be back um probably in about a week or so uh, with a proper episode of the codec call where we kind of have a quick look at how we did yeah uh, we, we, might, if you're we might have to do a quick e3 bingo oh that's a good idea yeah how, how many did <laughs> we get right or did we manage to get a, an andrew house oh i'm sorry dear. i know they say always end on a joke but come on And on that note then, (laughs) bye-bye. Speak to you soon. Bye.